Hi, all. This is the Authorpreneurs podcast. Welcome. I'm MC Basil, the host. Um, would you both like to introduce yourself, please? Sure. I am Emily Golden. And I'm Rachel May. And we're the two halves of Golden May, which is our book coaching company. And through Golden May, we help tenacious fiction writers um, unlock their writing genius and get their stories in the world. Brilliant. Awesome. Um, So without any further ado, um, I'll jump into the first question. Um, What is editing? Um, That question to you, Emily, please. Sure. Yeah, that's a good question because it's like one of those things that you just assume that you know, um, but I think it can be hard to define. So I think broadly editing is once you've written part or all of a draft, um, going back and looking at kind of what you discovered as you were writing and what you want your story to now be, and then figuring out um, how to revise it or edit it in order to um, make that vision come true. Brilliant. Um, and, and Rachel, to you, um, mm-hmm. what are the different types of editing? Please. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of different kinds and it, it can vary depending on really high level story structure um, editing or revisions and then go down to like the nitty gritty of your story. So if you start high level revising, revising is like taking a look at big picture issues like plot and character arcs, story structure, um, those things. And um, that may be something like developmental editing. Um, where this person is going to, an ad, a developmental editor is going to look at the story um, very high level and give you um, that review of those big picture issues. And then you can go a little, um, a little more specific and get into line editing. And that would be like what most people will probably consider as what editing is. And that's when you would go like kind of line by line through your manuscript, focus on content, ch- prose, word choice, sentence structure, um, those things like mechanical content. Then you can go a little more, um, more, a little more specific and go to like copy editing, which would be grammar, spelling, punctuation, um, like how coherent the story is on a um, like word level. And then you can go even deeper into proofreading, which would be usually the final, final stage of editing. And that's going to just do a, a final review of minor typographical errors and formatting errors to catch like spelling things and things that a copy editor might have missed. Um, So yeah, high level to low level, there's lots of different kinds um, and kind of goes from story all the way down to periods and punctuation. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And um, I suppose this question will be to both of you, please. Um, uh, what, What type of professional editing services should an author get for their manuscript um, um, to, to Rachel perhaps? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, this is such a good question because I think the author themselves would want to consider um, what their goals are for the story, what stage they're at in their current drafting and what they need specifically. So for instance, if they've just written a first draft or, you know, a second draft and, you know, they, they're not quite sure does my plot work, do my character arcs make sense? Um, They would wanna think about revisions um, and big picture story structure things. So this person would be a really good fit for book coaching like what we do um, and that looks at, um, or developmental editing. And the the process of what that looks like is that if you're gonna work with a book coach, you would um, work kind of one-on-one to dive into the um, fundamentals of the story and learning like how does story work 
so that you can look at the story itself that you have in your in your early drafts or um, even if you've not even started writing it, but in your early drafts for editing, what the story problems are. Um, same for like developmental editing, if you wanted to do that type of revision, that big picture thing, um, you may look at working with the developmental editor. But if you feel like your story is like so perfect, it's good to go, you're ready to publish, you've done all the work you can on character arcs, you think your plot is like as good as it can possibly get, um, then you may look at like a copy editor or a proofreader who can help you with that. Um, those more final stages of editing, um, those mechanical conventions, um, you know, if, if you're feeling really good about it. But we always recommend to our clients to start high, start with those big picture items, and then go smaller, go low into those um, mechanical um, things. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and for you, Emily? Yeah, I would... Um... I would echo everything that Rachel said. I think um, it's really key to figure out what your goals are, especially at your stage in both your writing journey and your story's journey. Um, because I think book coaching, right, that's that weekly coaching with a coach. So it's like having a personal trainer for writing a book. So if you're trying to, if you really want to learn about story structure and you really want to build your story from the ground up, um, or build your revision from the ground up, then a book coach is a really, really good option. If you want someone to look at this specific story and help you suss out what is and isn't working at a story level, um, then you would want to go for that developmental edit. Um, and so getting clear on those goals is, um, is key. Mm -hmm. And um, with the developmental editing, um, I mean, it's such a, how do I say, involved process. I'm just wondering, have you ever sort of, changed a manuscript like massively um yeah so with developmental editing and mm -hmm. with revisions itself mm -hmm. um with most editors and especially with us our goal is our goal on our end is to help that writer tell the story that they dream of the the what vision they have in their head how to get it translated onto the page and tell the strongest version mm -hmm. of that story. So when you look at a developmental edit or a book coaching process, mm -hmm. um, usually you are gonna make some significant changes to that book. Mm -hmm. But um, we would never go into a story and like change everything and then give it back to a writer and say like, here it is, it's better. Like we're in the book coaching process, it's a one-on-one -on -one collaboration, mm -hmm. it's a partnership where we work with that writer weekly to figure out what is it that you're trying to say? How do you want these characters to change? What's the plot that's going to accomplish that and achieve what that vision is? And we help that writer discover that much more than we make a change for them. Um, so that's our process. In a typical developmental edit, um, you may see lots of suggestions on big changes. Mm -hmm. And at first that can be, that really can be a little jarring. That can be a little mm -hmm. like, oh no, this editor thinks my book is terrible. Um, but I would say with most of the time, and especially with choosing the editor that you want to work with, you want to pay attention that, that you believe this editor has your best interests at heart. Mm -hmm. that this editor wants to help you tell tell this story like that because it is your story um 
And you never want to feel like this editor is taking over in any way. Um, so I think, I think that it's, you know, if you do get an edit back that makes you feel like so many things have been changed that you don't want or that you hate it, you know, that that's a red flag for us. I, I would say like, maybe that's not the right, maybe that's not the right thing for you. Um, because on our end of things, it's so critical that we're helping the writer grow. And at the end of the day, it's the writer's story. So while we may make changes, it's always a, it's always on the writer's end. Like they're driving those conversations and we're just, we're providing advice. We're providing guidance. We're helping them achieve their goals. Yeah. I think there's a big difference between some with, between an editor looking at your story, whether it's in book coaching or developmental editing, but looking at your story and saying, this is the, um, this is the challenge or issue that I'm seeing and why I'm seeing it versus this is what I think you should change. Yes, right. Um, and so sometimes we'll say this is what's not working and why. And here are some suggestions for how you might look at fixing that. Um, but we would never just say you should just do this and not explain sort of where that's coming from to help the writer really learn and understand, um, mm -hmm. you know, how the story is working mm -hmm. um, at its core. And I think that's a really good approach um, because when you're actually sort of talking with the author, um, it sort of simulates, I think, sort of new pathways and things that they haven't actually sort of um, occurred to them um, mm -hmm. before. They can actually get their sort of their story to the best level. Um, so I can really sort of, I think that approach is key. Um, so, yeah. well, um, speaking of which, um, what type of editing would you suggest authors not get um that's to emily please yeah i can take that so i think the type that they should not get is the type that's a not within their goals right now and b um you know not not in line with their journey for the story so for instance if i was working with a writer who knew that they wanted to um wanted to submit to agents um, I would not suggest that they pay for a, um, a copy edit or a proofread um, because a lot of when you're submitting to an agent, they're looking for whether or not you can tell a story and whether you can write. They're not really looking at your grammar, your punctuation or all of that. You want to get it as clean as you possibly can. But I don't think it's necessary. You, you can buy it if you really want to, but I don't think it's necessary to do that to get an agent. If you were going to self-publish, I would highly recommend um, getting those services so that you can get your manuscript um, as clean as it can be before you get it in front of readers' eyes. Um, so I think it just depends on sort of where you are in your process. Are you at still at a story level or are you at a sentence level? And um, and what are you planning to do with the story? What's your next step? And how much editing do you need to do? How detailed do you need to get with your editing before you're ready to do that step? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so the next question here is, um, uh, are editing assessments useful? Um, what do you think, Rachel? Yeah. Um, so I think most editors um, provide, so what an editing assessment is or what an editorial assessment is, is, is when, when an editor looks at a completed manuscript, mm -hmm. they will write a letter containing feedback about that manuscript. Um, and usually that theme or that letter is, depending on the length of the manuscript, between five and 15 pages, they can get up to 20. Um, but they should be detailed 
letters containing specific feedback about that manuscript. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I think we lost Rachel. Let's see I if she comes so. back. Yes, exactly. Uh, um, yeah. yeah, I can hop into that. Um, so yeah, so an editorial assessment I think is really useful um, for folks who are wanting feedback on a specific manuscript. Um, so so like if you're if you're just focused on this one manuscript, you want to know like what are the big character development holes, what are the big things, and then you want to take that in and, and take that feedback and apply it yourself, then you would get an editorial assessment. If you're looking for more of a more guidance and handholding through that process, then I would look at getting a book coach because um, that's more. I think that that can be more of a learning opportunity where you're, um, you know, you're going along with a coach, figuring out how to make the story work, um, how to make your next draft or revision work um, with that step-by-step -step guidance. So there are two, uh, an assessment is useful if you want to do that process yourself. Um, it can be very, very useful. And um, book coaching is a, is a deeper step to that if you want to um, embark on that revision process with somebody else. Mm -hmm. Awesome. I'm back. So sorry about that. No worries. Um, so um, you, we just finished talking about assessments. <laughs> Great. Um, and is there, I mean, do you want to um, sort of uh, finish your, your thought? Um, uh, you know, I bet Emily totally nailed it. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I'm positive that what she said is right on the money and exactly yeah. what I would have said. <laughs> okay. Right. Cool. okay. So. Um, the next section is about um, yourselves. Um, so what got you into editing, um, Emily? Yeah, it's a great question. I did not embark on editing as my first career. I actually, um, I did a lot of um, climate and environmental justice um, organizing work. And then I did some political organizing um, and so there was a lot of um, messaging involved in that and a lot of writing involved in that, a lot of nonfiction writing. Um, but then I started writing fiction myself and that's how I met Rachel. Actually, we started as critique partners. Um, and after we'd been doing that for a while, we both sort of talked about how much we loved learning about writing craft and editing each other's work. And um, we kind of dared each other into embarking on the journey of becoming editors. Um, and so it's probably the best choice I've ever made. <laughs> um, it's been amazing. It has. Yeah. And for you, Rachel? Yeah, um, it, ha it really has been awesome. Um, so I had had the dream of becoming an editor um, since middle school, high school, when I got really into reading. Um, and I always wanted to pursue that path. So I went to um, school, I went to university to study English literature and eventually pursue that. But when I got out of university, I actually got into the tech startup world. Um, and I worked in startups for um, quite a while. And then met Emily on Twitter, became critique partners. Um, and meanwhile, we were learning so much about writing craft, really loving, giving each other feedback. Um, and it just reignited that passion that I had had for helping 
writers tell amazing stories and helping writers bring their vision um, to life and grow their skills. So when she dared me, um, <laughs> I of course had to take her up on that bet. Um, and it's been the best decision. Um, and it just has, it's become such an awesome passion for both of us. Um, and it's like a dream job. It's, it's just wonderful. Mm. And when when was this? When was it that you sort of messaged her on, um, on Twitter and sort of met? Mm-hmm. No, we were just talking about this. I think it was we 2018. We were just talking about this. <laughs> yeah. 2017, um, 18. 2017, 2018 is when we met. Um, we started to jump into like building the business um, mm-hmm. officially, I want to say in 2019. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's yeah, when it we, was like, right became... after I got married. So yeah, yeah, 2019. Yeah. Yeah. And do you live in like, I mean, actually, no, that's a bit too, we don't want to share locations, but um, have you ever met physically or is it all online? Yes. We have. <laughs> okay. Oh, awesome. Brilliant. Um, yeah. We've, um, we've met twice mm-hmm. and um, we met the first time um, after we had created the business. So we had yeah. already like decided to join like in six months to, in. Yeah. Like. Um, and then we met again just recently about um, two, three months ago. Um, and so that was really special. Um, but we talk, you know, we talk to each other every day. Um, but it's just a lot different to see, you mm-hmm. know, your business partner in person for like the second time ever. Yeah. <laughs> it was wild. really great. Yeah. It's not a slightly weird. I mean, <laughs> you would meet somebody, you, you know, gel with them so well um, mm-hmm. and then start a business together. I mean. I mean, it's a great thing, I think, um, and a sign of the times. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's just awesome. Um, yeah, it's been wonderful. Right. Um, and what's your favorite aspect of um, editing? Um, I think that's to Emily. Um, yeah. Oh, gosh, there's so much I love about editing, coaching specifically. So we don't offer developmental editing services anymore because we both just decided that we really love that one-on-one um, coaching and just getting really close with our clients and their stories. And so um, my favorite part is just watching. So our program is six months. And in those six months, the transformation that our writers undergo is just absolutely incredible. I think there's, um, when you're learning how to tell a story, even a fiction story, when you're learning how to how to put to paper this vision and this message that you have and deliver it to readers, it's almost like finding your voice in some ways, I think. Um, and the writing process is such a difficult and vulnerable process that learning and dedicating yourself to it is a confidence builder. And so there's just no way that you can do embark on something so intense and personal um, and not come out the other side changed. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so proud of not only the stories that my um, that my writers walk away with, but just how much they sort of come into themselves and um, themselves as writers in that process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to yeah. add on to that a little bit, um, I part because we have such a intense program with our writers. My favorite part is it's two pronged, but it's developing like these relationships with my clients where we truly become really awesome friends. And you just you learn so much about one another. Writing is a very vulnerable process. And it takes a lot of vulnerability to share your work with a coach or with an editor. Um, 
And I love developing these deep relationships because you do have to be vulnerable to tell the story that you want to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, it's a beautiful relationship that blooms. Mm-hmm. And then I love seeing similar to what Emily said, I just love seeing my clients grow. I love seeing my clients um, come into themselves and gain confidence and um, like be different than who they were when they came to me. You can see just a complete shift in their attitude and their technical writing skills. Um, Mm -hmm. I love that, that growth. Mm -hmm. And um, this question to you, Rachel, um, what's the worst aspect of editing? (laughs) Um, (laughs) so I don't know if I would call it the worst um but maybe like my least favorite yeah um so we part of the coaching process that we do with our clients is diving into their writing blockers Mm. and it's my favorite it's very it's like so important to me that we dive into things like perfectionism and um imposter syndrome and those types of mental writing blockers that can really inhibit your writing process Mm. but my least favorite part is when i see authors um hold themselves back because they don't believe in themselves or they you know kind of hamstring themselves a little bit when they you know feel like they can't do it or that they're not going to be good enough um so it's not it's not that that's terrible because that's that's what i love about working with them but I feel I get very sad when I see writers, um, you know, not believe in their potential. Um, that being said, like, that's why they come to us. And so that makes me so excited that they've chosen to dive into let's, I want to become the writer I dream of. So that's super exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to like, it, whatever writers are listening here, um, like believe in who you are and who you can be and your writing potential um, and and in, like take on this confidence that you can have in yourself mm. um, and don't let those things hold you back. Um, and if you, if you struggle with that, um, Emily and I are here to help. That's what we do is we dive into perfectionism and, you know, imposter syndrome and, um, you know, things that keep you from the page um things that keep you from the page that's my least favorite part but i love like working through those things and fixing that if that makes sense absolutely um and do you find that a lot is that the most common problem perfectionism and imposter syndrome yeah we see a lot of those um a lot of that is very common i think with writers Mm -hmm. and so many um so you have like symptoms where every time you sit down at a page, you can't write. Mm -hmm. Or you'll have a symptom where no matter what you write, you hate it and you throw it out. Then the diagnosis for that is like, I can, I can see in most cases that's imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. So it, or I'm sorry, perfectionism, like these things show up Mm -hmm. in a lot of different ways. And they manifest like your the symptoms that a writer may have may manifest in a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, But we've found that so many times it comes back to this fear of failure, this need to be good enough to be perfect um, and to feel like you're getting, you know, that other people see you or that you're, you're not meeting expectations. Mm -hmm. Um, So usually it, it relates to those things. It very strongly relates to perfectionism Mm -hmm. and imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, it may show up for writers in different ways, but at the heart of it, I see a lot of those things. Yeah. 
and, and you sound like a doctor for writers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's very similar. Yeah. yeah, we we joke that we're like book therapists. Yeah. So we're, you know, obviously we're not, you know, trained therapists, mm-hmm. um, but it's it's book therapy. It's a lot of talking through things. It's cathar- writing is catharsis, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, and that mean you mean that means you got to dive deep um, and you got to figure out what where's your brain at and what are you feeling and, and where are these things coming from? Um, so it it is a lot of <laughs> let's work through the mental side just mm-hmm. as much as we work through the technical skills of mm-hmm. writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for you, Emily, um, what's the um, I, I said worst aspect, but actually I'm going to change it to the least sort of uh, favorite um, I, I like um, the way Rachel put it um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, I mean I agree with Rachel's assessment on the side of being the editor mm-hmm. but I'm also a writer we're both also writers and I think the hardest part of editing as a writer and I see this for myself and I see this for my clients is when you don't know how to take your next step right is that feeling of I have this vision in my head and it's not translating onto the page and I don't know why. Um, and so I, I really don't like that as a writer when I hit those blocks um, and I watch my, you know, cause that's part of the process. Um, and I watch my clients hit that all the time, but I think the most beautiful part of the coaching process um, and, you know, the critique partner process or, or whoever else you have in your writing life is the ability to share <laughs> those moments with other people and work through them with other people. And so um, I love working through that with my clients because oftentimes, you know, they'll come, they're stuck, they're not quite sure how to get through to the other side. And so, you know, we look at a craft level at the answers to that. Why isn't this working at a craft um, you know, from a craft perspective, but also what mental blockers are getting you in your way? What fears are keeping you from finding the answer to that um, question? And so I think working with others is a really great way to get through that difficult part of the editing process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, okay, so I think we're at the end of that section. And we're moving on to um, the profession itself. Um, mm-hmm. I know that um, you touched on this, but um, actually, I didn't. Well, okay. So, what qualifications would you say you need? Um, and that question to um, Emily, if you can. Sure. Um, yeah. So, if if anyone out there is thinking about becoming an editor or a coach, I think there's a lot of different ways that you can go about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and my personal belief is that the qualifications that you need are your skill set. Um, and there's a million different ways that you can build that skill set. So, um, Rachel went to school, um, for lit and, um, studied editing in that capacity. I did not, um, we both did a training, a book coach training together, um, that helped us. But I think the biggest, um, growth in our skill set has just been through practice and working with, um, you know, client after client, um, over the last few years. And so, um, you know, when, when folks come to us, we, we put a lot of work into building trust with our email list, with our Tenacious Writers Society, with um, our clients, with our Instagram followings of teaching folks how to write. Um, and through teaching, you know, learning ourselves um, in order to, you know, build that skill set for ourselves so we really feel qualified to, to work with the folks who come to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and for you, Rachel, what would you say? 
Um, yeah, so I think I, I would echo the same thing and say qualifications wise, um, mindset wise, I think you need a, a growth mindset, a learning mindset, and a lot of empathy and compassion. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that so much of what an editor does and what a, um, a coach does is relational. Um, you are taking a writer's most sacred work mm -hmm. and that needs to have trust and respect, like what Emily was saying. And so we did a lot of practice as well into how do you give and receive feedback in effective and uplifting ways? And what is what does it look like? Not to not on just like a technical side of how does story structure work, but how do you teach that? How do you coach that? How do you take a writer who doesn't know plot and help them learn those skills? Um, so I think on top of just the the knowledge of story mm -hmm. and of books, um, you need patience and understanding and empathy and compassion and like you need to know how to to talk to somebody like a human being. Um, so I, I think so much of it too is, is in that direction of relational communication. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, you'll need a skill set, I think. Um, you'll need experience in, in sort of doing that, um, sort of editing and um, good communication skills. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Okay, awesome, that's brilliant. Um, and um, in terms of, um, obviously you, you do this for a living, Mm -hmm. um, how much would you say editing is um, one can make per month with editing? Um, start with uh, you, Emily. Sure. How much can one make? Um, I think that that you can make whatever you want. <laughs> um, I think that the sky's the limit. It's, you know, we, we have a lot, we have connections with a lot of editors who are uh, part-time editors because they have um, other jobs or other responsibilities. We have, um, you know, we make a full-time living, um, both of us, on Golden May, which has been incredible. Mm -hmm. um, and then I, there's editors out there who make, you know, who make millions. So I think that you can definitely, I will say, make a living mm -hmm. um, as mm -hmm. an editor if you're you know, willing to do all of that, that learning that we were talking about both on the craft level, but also the relational level. Um, because when you have really good relational um, experiences with clients, they spread the word. <laughs> okay. So if I were, let's say I had the qualifications in terms of if I went to university and studied some sort of like English sort of course, I have experience um, with editing people's manuscripts um, and um, could I expect to make maybe a thousand or two thousand sorry dollars um, a a month, perhaps, or is that unrealistic? Oh, absolutely! That's absolutely realistic. That is absolutely unrealistic. No, realistic. Really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Good. Great stuff. Um, and um, yeah, um, same question to you, Rachel, please. Or would you? Yeah. We might have lost her. <laughs> oh, hello, Rachel. Yeah, we lost her. Okay, that's fine. she's gonna. She'll hop back on. Um, re okay. can you repeat the question for me? Oh yes. Um, uh, it was pretty much. Okay, uh, am I back? Can you hear me now? Yeah, you are. Rachel. Yep. Okay, I'm yeah. sorry. And yeah, every so time my phone's getting a notification, it's like okay. disrupting. So I apologize. Oh. <laughs> 
Um, but I did hear the question um, and I would love to jump in with an answer if that's okay. Yeah, sure, go ahead. Great. Um, so to, to add on to everything that what Emily said, I completely agree. And I would also say um, with your estimate of like one to $2,000 or, you know, uh, and the equivalent in pounds, um, I would say that you could absolutely do that. And there's a potential for a lot more. Um, what's important, is, like Emily said, the sky is a limit, but I think what's important is that um, we're taking on a healthy workload that mm -hmm. is um, like within our parameters of work-life balance, creative life balance, um, all of those things. And then I will also, to, to speak to any editors on listening, um, you also want to make sure that you price yourself fairly um, and that you're, you're pricing yourself with the amount of work that you're doing. And that's difficult. Uh, it's really tough to decide on those prices. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, there, there's so much potential in this space. Um, and it all, and, you know, it just takes like, you know, some, some hard work, some thoughtfulness, um, and consistency, I think is, is really key as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, I don't know if this is a question I've written down, um, but, uh, so feel free to um, but, um, how much do you charge per service? Yeah, so with our coaching program, um, it's a six-month intensive program, and we charge $7,200 for that period. So it's broken down into about $1,200 per month. And the program takes you through four different key phases where you're going to work on um, story fundamentals, character development, um, plotting and outlining the story, and then finally drafting it. Um, and getting into drafting and practicing technical skills. During those four phases, we do all of that work we were talking about earlier about mental blockers and things that show up for you in the writing process to, to make sure that we're developing a writing process together that makes sense for our clients um, and that is, is the best for them, the best fit for them. So our program is um, you know, very uh, extensive, comprehensive, um, and by the end of it, our clients come out um, so confident. They have amazing stories um, and they, they are on the way to accomplishing their goals or they, they have already. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's our book coaching. That's our week to week service. Mm -hmm. We no longer offer developmental editing services, but um, you know, there's a lot of folks out there who do, and those are generally priced by the word or the thousand words. Um, and so that's a slightly different um structure if you were going to look at editorial assessments or developmental edits. Mm -hmm. Okay, brilliant. Um, mm -hmm. And how do you go about sort of getting uh, business or, or marketing your your um, services? Um, Emily? Sure, yeah. I mean, it's been like a years-long journey mm -hmm. of experimenting. <laughs> um, <laughs> we spent our first few years really um, – putting a lot of content online. So we have a, a really extensive blog of free articles on writing craft and writing life and working with um, writing partners. And so for a few years, we did a lot of marketing through our blog and, um, and putting that type of um, teaching out into the world um, via Instagram as well. And we, uh, we still do that um, to a certain extent. We also have a um, Tenacious Writers Society, which is a subscription community of writers. Um, it's really, really fun in there. We have a Slack community. We have monthly or bi-monthly um, 
master classes that we teach on craft and writing life um, topics. And so a lot of our one-on-one coaches or one-on-one clients come from, from that. Um, we also have a course that we sell um, that is uh, takes a writer through a lot of the um, plotting steps that we take our clients through, but it's self-guided. Um, that's called From Story Idea to Cohesive Outline. And so a lot of our one-on-one clients will come to us after they've completed that. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, most of our, you know, the physical marketing that we do is through Instagram and our website um, and our email marketing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Um, and uh, Rachel, anything to add? Nope, I think that that about covers it. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. fine. Uh, great. Um, so I think this is our last question. Um, and, and to Rachel, please, first, is um, what's the most rewarding aspect of editing? Yeah, so this one ties back to what we were talking about with our favorite aspects um, of editing and coaching. And for me, it is so rewarding to have a client complete our program and feel like they can tackle the world, like, and know that they can tackle the world, like that, the confidence they come out with, the growth that they, uh, you know, experience, um, the mind shift, the mindset shift um, that they go through, just all of this growth that they've done to me is so rewarding because I can see um, my work, you know, in real life, like I can see the value of what we do one of our our core tenants in our business is that stories matter like your story matters it is important and it should be in the world and it should make a difference um and so when clients complete our program i know that that is happening i know that their stories are getting out there i know that they're going to accomplish their goals um and that makes me really happy and fills my heart with just so much joy brilliant um and emily yeah, I'll, I would echo everything, you know, that she said and that we've said before about that growth. But I also feel like the most rewarding part for me day to day is seeing that growth like on the page and in our coaching calls. Like there's something like the, the growth happens so exponentially that when whenever we're starting with new clients, you know, it's like they're nervous and they're unsure. Um, it's such a big journey to go on, but the growth is almost instantaneous. And it's just really, really fun to watch, um, you know, their assignments and their writing improve week to week at such a quick um, mm-hmm. pace. And so I'm always excited to go look at whatever they worked on this week to see, you know, what leaps and bounds they've made um, today. And then also in the coaching call, we really get to see that confidence start growing. And so it's so rewarding to get on the call and really see them changing before my eyes. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Awesome. So that concludes all of the questions. Um, is there anything you'd like to say? Anything um, you'd like to add or I've missed at all? Um, to Rachel? Yeah, I think I would just want to close out with um, a general encouragement of the writers that are listening to this that, um, you know, your writing is valuable and the time that you put into it is meaningful and the investment that you put into it is worth it. And um, this is your dream. If this is what you love to do, if this is what just makes you happy, just in general, um, it's important and you deserve to make time for it to invest in it. Um, so just keep going. You got, you got this, um, and you can do it. And your writing dreams are just so close within your grasp. So just keep going. Mm -hmm. 
And you, Emily? I am just going to give snaps to Rachel because that was beautiful. And (laughs) and also add that um, if you're thinking about hiring a coach or thinking about hiring an editor, an editor of any kind, like that's a super scary thing. Writing itself is vulnerable, but putting um, putting such an investment and like doing such a public kind of um, declaration of intent for your story is so um, intimidating. But A, us editors know that. Um, and B, it's so worth it. And um, it's worth it to get on those introductory phone calls to meet the folks that you're thinking about working with. So if you've been eyeing someone, um, I don't care if it's us, I don't care if it's someone else. Um, If you've been eyeing them and wondering what would it be like to work with them? Is that the right fit for me? I'm not sure. Um, And you're scared of that phone call? Don't be. Um, You absolutely deserve to take that step and meet that person. Um, And those phone calls always end up being really, really fun. Brilliant. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you um, both. Um, I heard that you have um, some sort of um, free download. We do. Um, Yes. So on our website, Mm -hmm. um, and we'll give you the link, MC, to post. But on our website, it's also the pop-up. So if you just go to Mm goldenmayediting.com, Um, it'll pop up for you. Mm -hmm. It's a, um, it's a guide on how to, how to put that theory of show, don't tell onto the page. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a really, it's a really detailed guide that goes into what does show, don't tell actually mean and what does it look like on the page? And there's a scene that's written in three different ways to show you the, the different levels of showing on the page. Um, and really illustrating um, in a in a real visceral way, like what that looks like and why it's so powerful. Um, and so I think for for any fiction writer who um, wants to level up their prose, it's a really great snag, um, and it's free right now on our website. Awesome, that's really good. Uh, definitely check it out and um, post it as well. Um, and um, yeah, so where can people find you? They can find us on our website, which mm. is goldenmayediting.com. Um, and then they can find us on Instagram. So I'm at book coach Rachel and Emily is at Emily Golden Edits. And then our business page is at Golden May Editing or at Golden May Edit. Mm-hmm. Um, so come find us in any of those places. Um, you're also welcome to send us an email at info at goldenmayediting.com. Um, we'd love to chat with you. We'd love to meet you. Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome. Well, thank you so much for speaking with uh, me. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, yeah. So take care. Thank you for Great. having me. Thank you so Thank much, you so MC. Much. This was lovely. All right. Well, goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>